0: This podcast is hosted by RPP. The following episode contains coarse language, violent themes, sexual references, and the really creepy stuff. If you're underage, turn off your device. Normal people, Esther, don't just go straight to demonic infestation like we do. Because the government was also freaked out about furbies. They might be dealing with a demonic possession. Meanwhile, as she's on top of him, squeezing his throat, she's screaming, Who sent here? And they started to move towards her really fast. What are these? Australian aliens. Welcome back, everybody! Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is really happening, Beck! <laughs> Beck's so excited. We have a very special guest today. It's my friend Beck, or as I like to call it, Beck the hairdresser. Uh, also, B Money uh, and
1: B Rock. So, how are you going? I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm doing good, babe. I'm really excited to be here with you today. Thanks so much for coming. Totally a so much. You're
0: in the team now. I'm pumped. pumped. (laughs) So welcome back everyone to I Think My Fridge is Haunted. This is season four, episode 12. And you know what that means? We're almost at the end of the season. So next week we have another very special guest. It's actually going to be an interview. uh, And that's going to be really interesting. And that is going to be a paranormal themed episode because we've done a lot of crime lately. And also, we have Miss Honey. She's back. Hi again. <laughs> hey. You're very welcome.
2: Cool, okay. cool. And give me all warm fuzzies. It's like a three-way.
0: Yeah, yeah it baby. is. So, Beck, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. You do hair. You love rock music. You love the Rolling Stones. You love hair metal. I think you just covered
1: it. You babe. love Gaga. I I am Gaga's twin flame. She's <laughs> actually me in my other life. I do love the Rolling Stones. My daughter's middle name's Jagger. That's amazing. So I couldn't have another kid because I couldn't think of a cool enough name. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I've been a hairdresser for 23 years. Mm -hmm. I've had two salons, um, and now I'm working just out of a private studio. Um, I'm trying to cut down my client list because I'm transitioning to be an educator. And when I say this
0: girl's in demand, I mean, I am not. I am not joking you. I've never met a hairdresser that is in demand as much as this girl. Thanks, Like, it's crazy. (laughs) Thank you. Like, I don't even ask for an appointment. (laughs) Thank you. I used to back in the day, but it's just, you know, I see how stressed you get. With your schedule and, um, and I'm like, I'm just going to go over here. Oh,
1: stop <laughs> it. Yeah, but your hairdresser's amazing. I love your hairdresser. She's very cool. She's very, very, cool. very cool. And she does very cool hair. I'm just really lucky. She's kind of known as the shag person she now. Is. Like,
0: She had a party um, a couple of weeks ago at her house and like everyone that rocked up had a shag oh. haircut and she's like, this is so funny. This, <laughs> this funny. is wild. <laughs> I, I would have
1: been like a really cool, you know, Motley Crue hair yeah. party. Yeah, amazing. yeah. Amazing. Your your hair looks beautiful again today, Jim. She's got me in next
0: week, so um, it's very, very long at the moment, so she's going to re shag me.
1: It looks fun. (laughs) fun. (laughs) Hashtag come get shagged. Yes, exactly. Amazing. Uh, Shall we do some facts from the freezer? Facts from the freezer.
0: Facts from the freezer. Do you have a fact? I
1: do. And I actually thought to myself, what am I going to do? Because you said it can be anything you want. And I'm like, that's way too many options for me. Okay. Well, I thought, well, being a hairdresser, I'll bring a hair fact. Oh, cool. That's yeah. awesome. So, my hair fact is that next to bone marrow, hair is your fastest producing tissue in the body. Is it? Mm-hmm. I actually didn't know that either. Not skin? Not skin. I would have thought skin. I just have never thought about it, if I'm being honest (laughs) with you. Um, And I actually do have a second one, which is a bit more, um, I think my fridge is haunted related. Sure. So your hair, now hang on, let me just say this right. Your hair, the only thing it can't identify about you is if you're male or female. So it can identify if you're on medications, what hair colour you've had in your hair, what age you are, but not if you're male or female. Props. Definitely 100% (laughs) doobes. All the drugs are in my hair. (laughs) Don't smoke the hair to try. I was going to say we could just, you know.
0: (laughs) Roll it up. Not. (laughs) I
1: don't know if you've ever smelt
0: That would not burnt, smell very good. Mm-mm. No, burning hair is not a good smell. So um, my fact from the freezer is just something that's quite cute. A group of owls is called
1: a parliament. Yes. I only just recently learnt this myself from my 12-year-old daughter. So cute. So cute. Hang on, is that an insult to owls, though?
0: Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I just like, I like to think of sort of, you know, you're all on the branches of the tree, sort of like making decisions and 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 discussing big issues. Can we move them into parliament house instead? just thinking I, we put would, little that's a good idea. <laughs> can, I feel like I feel safer. And those little safer. judges wigs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. I hate to move this along, but um, this story is kind of epic. I don't think I've ever immersed myself in a story as much as I've immersed myself in this story. Wow. And I'm 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 culled out. Are you okay? No. I think, I think I'm in the cult. <laughs> uh, seriously. Do you need an out? I'm here
2: for you if you need. It's possible. I can kidnap you? Would that help?
0: Uh, I don't You'd <laughs> be in a bit more trouble if you <laughs> No, no. no. <laughs> I, okay, so, okay, listen. I'm going to tell you about the cult of cults, Heaven's Gate. Oh, yes. You know. I feel like I know this. Go on. Yeah, You'd know... It's the guy on the videos with the crazy eyes.
1: What's his name? Marshall Applewhite. Yeah, Marshall with the Kool-Aid. No, 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 No? that's Jim. Oh, that's Jim. Yeah, Marshall Applewhite. Do you know who you're talking about? Go. See, I've read too many cult stories as well. I think now I've just blended them all into one cult. You you know him. Yeah,
0: 100%. Okay, so uh, trigger warning. warning. Uh, This is about suicide or features suicide. Uh, And it features brainwashing and... uh, UFOs That's not really a trigger But it could be It could be I don't know your I don't know you, what you've been through <laughs> So my sources were The New Heaven's Gate HBO Max documentary uh, Which is a four part documentary I, I saw it on Binge um, and I also uh, listened to an audiobook called Heaven's Gate by Charles River Editors. Uh, there was Wikipedia as well. There was the Heaven's Gate website, which is still up from the 90s. The Washington Post helped me out. And there's a documentary on YouTube called UFO Cults and also Bible.com.
1: Well, that would be what I'd go to first, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so... First of all,
0: there's a disclaimer. There are so many discrepancies in the literature about this story. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of staggered me, actually. I watched one documentary that's got different information from the book, that's got different information from the series. You know, like there's just so many little facts and things Um that i I was really surprised that I was like, hmm, hang on, that's not the what the book said, or that's not what the series said, or the series said something different. And also, it's very, very difficult to put a really um, defined timeline on the things that happened. Mm. So I've just done the best I could to explain. And I hope I can explain all this. It's the hardest cult to explain. But look at you
1: taking it on like trying the ultimate trying my up. best.
0: Mm. So let's just start from the beginning. I'm just going to have a little bit of coffee. Do you need a dupe as well? Or? No, I'm good. <laughs> They've been testing in Karen Downs lately, like full drug testing. <sighs> <laughs> so Marshall Herf Applewhite was born May 17, 1931 in Spur, Texas, and is the son of a strict Presbyterian minister, and his mother was the organist for their church, and she was also the choir director. He was one of four children and he's a good student and he seems to have been really well liked. He's a popular guy at school. um, Teachers people really like him. He dresses really nicely and he's just kind of like, he's the positive guy that everybody likes. People were also mesmerized by his blue eyes and his confidence. He loved music and he's an amazing singer with a baritone voice.
1: Sorry, can I just drop in there one sec? Because otherwise I'll forget stuff. Sure. Do you think straight away being brought up in such a heavy religious childhood, mm. like they just fucked him up? Do you know what I mean? Like, Do you think it was like so drilled into him?
0: It's possible. Growing up in a religious household and seeing that the minister in the church has the, has the room. You know what I mean? Right coupled with maybe a sociopathic personality. he's yeah, got some
1: weird stuff there. Maybe
0: yeah. he's gone, you know, I I, I I can do this. I can do that. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Sorry. Sorry. maybe. I was going to say cuz I grew up with a very devout grandmother that basically raised me and I'm something and look at the fine upstanding citizen I turned out to be. Great.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing.
0: Uh saving people from trafficking since uh 2020. <laughs> <laughs> So he loved music and he was a really good singer. And when he went to university, he studied philosophy. And even though he was only somewhat religious, even though he grew up in this very religious household, he kind of like in his teenage years, he was only kind of religious um but he decided to try his hand at at, um, going into the church like his father had so he decided to study theology at union presbyterian seminary for a while uh, until his love of music drew him back out and this is kind of like a, a a theme that happens he just loves you know musical theater He decided a good way to fuse the church with music was to become a music director for a church in North Carolina, which he did for a couple of years. And meanwhile, he got married to a woman named Anne Pierce. And this is in 1952. And they had two children. Towards the end of the Korean War, he was drafted into the military and he went to Austria and later New Mexico as part of the Army Signal Corps. So he wasn't actually like a soldier, like on the front. Yeah. He was kind of, it, I think it was more of a Is it kind like of, the
1: coding and things that, like the signals when they used to send messages and things like that? Maybe. That mean? Yeah. yeah,
0: maybe. Yeah. Um, He was awarded the rank of sergeant and he was given an honorable discharge in 1956. And he ended up going to university in Colorado after that. And this time he actually did go ahead and study music and musical theater. And um, he took choir director posts in churches, and he also performed in some local music musical theatre productions in Colorado and in Texas. This guy travels everywhere. It's almost like he doesn't have a base. I think if he had a base, it would probably be Texas, but, like.
1: Everything weird happens in Texas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but, like, he's just constantly on the move.
1: But um, listen into that, right? So he's gone off. It's kind of like what you were saying before. He's actually really become both of his parents in one because he's gone down the musical path because wasn't his mum the choir yes, director? Yes, that's right. So now he's doing that. Plus he's also must be somewhat of a fantastic leader to get such a great ranking. So it really those two things combined, he's really a product of both of his upbringing. So true. Mm. Yes,
2: so true. And the army would have given him the organisational skills for his cult. Oh. Like we discussed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice cube.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm. So then he dangerous. took a job as a musical, uh, sorry, an assistant musical professor at the University of Alabama mm, in place. 1959.
1: Um, which state is
0: Alabama? Is Alabama the state or is that the city? I don't know. It's in
2: America somewhere.
0: That's Swamp-head actually the state. Okay. Right. Sorry, I sound really gators. dumb. but They I've, got the oh, gators. Oh, they got the gators. They got the gators. I've never been to the US, so sometimes my US is a little bit And I think it's like Lynn and uh, Sweet home.
1: Sweet home. <laughs> <laughs> and the meth gators from 2020. Right? Yeah. Oh, and probably that dude that was in Target King. You know? <laughs> probably. <Yeah. laughs> meth gators? <laughs> yeah. No. Um,
0: no, 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 no. Chris, can you write that down? We're doing an episode on meth gators.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. So, he's the assistant musical professor at the University of Alabama. This is in 1959, and his students really liked him because he was super casual and he gave everyone the time that they needed to feel included, and he just he didn't want to be called Mr. Applewhite. Yes, come, come to me, to me. My come to me. Yes, gather with me. Come. <laughs> so he he didn't want to be called mr applewhite he just wanted to be referred to as his middle name which is hearth right um so the student which called him
1: Herf. just is a random name i've never heard before either just yeah as he's
0: got the exact same name um marshall hearth applewhite as his father oh um yeah it's one of those American things, I guess. Mm-hmm. So at this point, he starts to study the philosophy of aliens and UFOs.
1: This guy's a trick. pro like, like, where do you go from, I've grown up in the church, I've just been a high-ranking officer in the army, mm-hmm. all of a sudden I'm on the aliens?
0: I like think what we've that- got to
1: remember is,
0: remember when it or said like- he was in New Mexico?
1: Is that near Area 51?
0: Yeah. Well, not really. That's in Nevada.
1: Oh, okay. okay. I'm really fucking up. But do you (laughs) know
0: what is, what was in New Mexico just 11 years prior? Roswell? Roswell?
1: Roswell. That's it. Right.
0: So I think just eleven years. So,
1: America in, New in the
0: f- late forties and fifties, America was going through this flying saucer like obsession. Absolutely, he writes a few essays on UFOs <sighs> and aliens, and he shares his views with his students. So he's pretty open about all mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. He also briefly took a job, and I guess at this time, there's things like um, the Twilight Zone was on TV,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you know, like. You know, they were science fiction.
1: Yes. Masterpiece theatre. Like yeah. War those. of the Worlds and that sort of situation. Well, War of the Worlds, yeah, yeah, yeah. War
0: of the Worlds was um, early 40s,
1: I think. Okay.
0: Yeah, so it's, it's around. It's around, yeah, yeah. He also briefly took a job as an occupational therapist near Boulder, Colorado at a tuberculosis ward, which is a bit random, and soon after, he moved back to Houston, Texas, where he worked as a director of music in the University of St. Thomas. He then performed in 15 really big opera productions in the 1960s for the Houston Grand Opera, right? What just a true to this. Even performing with Placido Domingo in Faust and Carmen, and he got really good reviews. I still want to know what instrument he played.
2: He was, He's no, he singer.
1: was a singer. Oh, a singer. Yeah. Right. yeah. No, there's orchestras that sing. Okay, right. The opera singers. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
0: they are
2: backed up mm-hmm. by the orchestra. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. My boganess is showing. That's no, cool, babe. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> so sadly, in 1968, his marriage fell apart and his wife took the children, after which his mental health started to really go downhill and it is said that he suffers severe depression and had a nervous breakdown. <laughs> soon he starts to hear voices too and because of this or maybe not because of this is this is part of the story that's a little bit sort of blurry saint thomas the university lets him go from his position there um but some say that he left on his own accord to get help with his mental health issues so it's a little bit like "Mm, i don't know some people think that his marriage fell apart and his um, all these good university jobs that he had ended because it was discovered that he was gay and that he even had relationships with students or a student.
1: Do you know what? Now that you've actually said it out loud and I have a thing, I feel like I've actually read that before mm-hmm. about him. Right. It's sounding actually quite it's familiar to back. me. It's coming back. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're right. Celine Dion. It's all coming back to
1: you now. I had nothing to say to that, and (laughs) usually I always have a comeback. And I like (laughs) rendered you speechless. Yeah. So
0: apparently he's always trying to repress his homosexuality, and it's always been kind of like this common theme that goes through his life. See, shouldn't have to repress your homosexuality, or you turn into a cult leader. That's
1: right, pretty much. Yeah, Yeah.
0: this is how cults cults begin.
1: Mm -hmm. And And musical theatre. (laughs) <laughs> that should have really given it away Like straight yeah. off the bat really. yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: People start to see him change from an outgoing Confident, easy going Well dressed guy to a paranoid Nervous person It's the doobs it's the do- Well <laughs> don't blame the doobs <laughs> Heaven's
2: gateway drug. Right.
0: <laughs> did, did they
2: have hydro then? You know, because if it's all natural tubes, you're doobes, but the shit they put in some of those hydro. I don't know,
0: mm. I don't know
2: babe. Mm, yeah, it I don't sounds know. a bit
0: advanced for 1968. Yeah, probably a bit advanced. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the so alien strain. <laughs> <laughs> he tells people is he, he's had a vision during a visit to Galveston Beach and he'd seen God. He tells a friend that God had given him all the knowledge of where humanity had come from and where it was going. Ooh. It's pretty deep. And at this time as well, he's also really into the TV show Star Trek. <gasps> I'm a Chucky. Cool, yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's all into that. I think he's just fascinated with space right. and the idea of higher beings. Yeah. yeah. I think he just kind of thinks humanity is kind of basic.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: So one of his theatre colleagues was a lady named Patsy, and she – you'll, you'll like this, back. she's actually Patrick Swayze's mum. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she saw him change, and she said he had begun to act strangely, talking about UFOs and preaching this strange religion.
1: Can I just stop you for a second? Yeah. We have a weird ESP fact. I was thinking of Patrick Swayze this morning and how fabulous his performance was in Roadhouse, and now we're talking about his mum. Love Roadhouse. Right?
0: Dude, it's Wayne so true.
1: It's no one knows. How good's the soundtrack? Oh, everything about it. Yeah. I know. The All dresses. That, beer, that was in Texas. Um The Double Deuce. <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> what is wrong with
0: us? Sorry, keep going. Me and Louie just every kind of couple of years we're just like, you wanna watch Roadhouse? Yes. Yes, Roadhouse. Yes. <laughs> and get a yes. pizza. <laughs> totally. Totally. There's T-shirts that you can get that say, I want you to be nice until it's
1: time to not 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 be be nice. nice. (laughs) 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 So, okay. So now we're at old love. Pat's mum. That's,
0: she's done now. Right. It was just her opinion. Right. So by now it's 1972 and Herf ends up in Houston hospital There are conflicting accounts of why he is there. Some say he checked himself into the psych ward and his sister Louise said, no, he's had a heart blockage and it caused him actually to have some sort of brain damage. So regardless, it is at this time that he meets the other really important person in this story. Some say she was a nurse at the hospital while he was there, and some say she met him during a theatre production. Her name is Bonnie Lou Nettles. Nice name. Nice. So Bonnie was born August 29, 1927, so (gasps) she's four years older than her.
1: My mum's born on August 29. Ooh. And she's a Trekkie. (laughs) (laughs) So... Bonnie
0: is a nurse and she's born and raised in Houston, Texas. She's married to a guy called Joseph Nettles and together they have four children. Nettles has recently begun to take a huge interest in theosophy, the occult and also spirituality. She regularly partakes in seances. She visits mediums um, and she also draw- she draws people's star charts. hmm Uh, she's shocked when she draws up a star chart for Herf and she believes that she was meant to meet him because he was actually a divine prophet set to lead people to Mm. the kingdom of heaven. Mm. So two people have met that are... When two
1: crazies become one.
0: Well, this is it. She also tells him that she has visions as well. She
1: has (laughs) visions of
0: St. Francis of Assisi... And soon, he says, I'm seeing St. Francis of Assisi as well. (gasps) Oh My God, it's a threesome. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) It's a little love triad. They become inseparable. Um, And it's just like literally like it's like a brother-sister relationship. Where's the husband? Joseph. Yeah. Well. (laughs) they begin to study obsessively together and believe they have known each other since their past lives. Um, the husband has had enough and he divorces her and he takes all the kids. Right. Now her eldest daughter, Terry, she's 21, so she can go off and live on her own, whatever. Mm -hmm. But Terry describes how she and her mother would stand in the backyard at night, looking at the sky and hoping that a UFO would take them away.
1: Sometimes I feel like that too when I've had enough, like the dog weighing on my floor this morning. And but are mum. you going to
0: join a cult or start a cult? Like, was it no, that bad? No, no, mm.
1: no,
0: So Bonnie tells Herf that their meeting was foretold by alien beings and they form this really intense relationship. Herf has these visions and Bonnie explains them for him. So they fuel each other and, and he says that... They are the speaker and the sage. So he's the speaker and she is the sage.
2: I can just imagine her there. You know, with that really thick edition that came out of the dream book that explains your dream. Yes. You can look up, I can just, oh, yeah, I had this vision. Yes. And they looking up the book. Oh, yes, it means this. It just
1: sounds That's like her. a really undiagnosed, <laughs> mentally ill, codependent relationship. Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like this is like literally the stuff of unmedicated loonies. <laughs> Am I it allowed is, to say
0: that? No, yeah, you can say anything on I this podcast. <laughs> but it, it, is, it is the definition of, like, of codependency. Just blowing my mind. Yeah. Sorry, keep yeah, going. Yeah. <clears throat> so Herf's ex-wife and his sister Louise try to get him to stay away from Bonnie Nettles. However, he soon tells his family he will be leaving them in order to pursue this new life with her. Uh, Her husband has left her. He's taken the kids and basically they're just going to be together now. Right. Herf and Bonnie start this weird life together in which they're like travelers now.
1: You know, like. They're very transient. He's very transient. Transient. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: They work small jobs and they rent cheap rooms. They spend days at a time studying and obsessing over this concept of becoming an enlightened, genderless alien being that will soon be taken away by their space alien brethren. I'm so
1: sorry. I just got images of you know, that episode of The Simpsons. So Mr. Burns leaves that. the asylum and he comes in and he's like, Ooh. I bring you peace. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was he says it brings peace. <laughs> what did they say?
0: Get him. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking of the gender <laughs> life thing. Sorry. No, that's what they're exactly going for. Right? That's the one with Mulder and Scully. Yes. Are in the Simpsons. Yes. He really liked the X-Files too. See? Oh. Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. So they meditate on shedding themselves of their human, what they call vehicles. So their mm-hmm. human bodies are their vehicles. They get rid of their belongings and they start just camping.
1: Like, you've lost me now I don't I don't do that
0: so they basically <laughs> they 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 donate their money they get rid of all their stuff they just have like one change of clothing they have one pair of shoes and I guess they just have their books or whatever
2: well I was gonna say
1: yeah what about the books who can give up their books well, especially yeah. the dream one <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> they steal food from shops if they spend a night in a motel, they run before paying. Oh, my God. That's so much bad karma right there. Like, I guess, you know, once a week they're going to be like, we actually have to have a shower. Let's just book into this place. Yeah. Um, they also leave restaurants without paying. And because they travel across states, there's not much anyone can really do about it.
1: They're like the um supernatural Bonnie and Clyde.
2: Yeah. So without killing people. Yeah. 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 Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yet.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, oh, ooh, there's, there's <laughs> death involved, but not Kool-Aid,
0: right, okay. So one day, they're in Oregon, and they're reading Revelations, because mm-hmm. why you would do. you not? And they decipher a line in the Bible as an instruction. <laughs> now, this is really long, but I'm just going to kind of, like, say the important bits. It says... I will empower my two witnesses and they will prophesy for 1,260 days dressed in sackcloth. These are the two olive trees and the two lampstands that stand before
1: the Lord of the earth. You okay? Sorry, I actually have a client who's a teacher and there's a child called Lampstand. Sorry? Yes. (laughs) I shit you not. From Revelations? I don't know. That's why I've written it down because I'm going to talk to my client when I see her and be like, babe, you need to talk about lampstand. Yeah. Yeah, that's just spun me out.
2: So isn't it, you, you read that out and you think that, and I'm sitting there thinking, going, he does realise they talk about donkey dicks in the Bible too. It's not <laughs> something you should really take that seriously.
1: Yeah, right? But clearly these two are thinking they're the olive trees. They're the they're olive the trees, they're the lampstands.
0: Yeah. And it says, if anyone wants to harm them, fire comes from their mouths and consumes their enemies. Where's the um, mouths on an olive tree? Yeah. If anyone wants to, it's symbolic. If anyone wants to harm them, he must be killed. When they finish their testimony, the beast that comes out Up out of the abyss will make war with them, conquer them, and kill them. Their dead bodies will lie in the public square of the grand city um, where also their Lord was crucified. Representatives of the peoples, tribes, languages, and nations will view their bodies for three and a half days and not permit their bodies to be put in a tomb. But after three and a half days, the breath of life from God entered them and they stood on their feet. So great fear fell on those who saw them. Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying to them, come up here. They went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies watched them.
1: So sorry, just because that was a lot of information. It was a lot. Are they the people in the square who are being viewed for three and a half days?
0: It's a bit. It's written a little bit that's ambiguously. Okay. And so then what
1: happens is, are they thinking that's them? So, so what the they're thing saying that comes is, up from the ground that kills them.
0: Yeah, so I th- that's what they call Luciferians. Right. Who are kind of like, they're angel, sorry, they're aliens that are just um, disguised as earthly beings that are set to, um, you know, they want to keep humanity at that basic level. Right. So them, as the lampstands, they're the ones that have I to tell to people, relighten- you can be more and let's metamorphosize ourselves, ourselves up to, to back, the light. Back to the light.
1: Yeah. Yes. Right.
0: And it's it's complicated yeah it's
2: weirdly detailed specific without actually giving you any actual knowledge yes, yes. It's it's, it's imagination. and it's like it's like a scomo speech really <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's so true <laughs> what's a, rambling that means so many words
0: yeah. but yeah. no actual things were said yeah, yeah. <laughs> So Herf is convinced that God is a powerful alien and that he is Jesus Christ reborn into his vehicle. It is the job of Herf and Bonnie to battle the Luciferians, which are the demons of hell, to be released at doomsday. And they call doomsday the demonstration they will be picked up by a UFO which will take them to the kingdom of heaven along with those who they deem spiritually worthy. It's their job to
1: find and train those people for the coming of their alien kin. Okay, so I just want to go out on a limb here and say about finding the people. Mm-hmm. So as we sit here listening to this, we all thought these people are stark raving lunatics, mm-hmm. yeah? hmm so, But they managed to create a cult, so they found some other people. So this is where my problem is you have to find members of a cult. You would already have to prey on people that are either already a little bit sick or they don't have any family or they're very young or something like that because no normal person, normal, mm-hmm. would quote. be like, yeah. oh, I'm going with you. Let's, <laughs> let's jump on the spaceship yep. and go up to the light. It's interesting
0: you say that because um, one of the – I can't remember if it was in the book that I read or if it was in one of the documentaries, but they said all of these people that ended up following them, mm. they had all experienced some sort of trauma or loss. right. There was a, there was definitely a trend among them. Like there was one person that in one year had lost, like her, her, her father had died and her best friend had drowned in a river, you know, they all had an issue happening. So they, they preyed on these
2: vulnerable people Mm. when they were very mentally.
1: Absolutely you know well basically they
0: cast a really wide net i was gonna say where
1: do they find them Does the next bit say where they found the people
0: oh there's a whole bunch of stuff yeah okay great. so at this point after they figured out the revelation sort of connection they've decided they need to recruit peeps Mm -hmm. they write to a friend back in houston and tell her all about their beliefs and she joins them oh how nice they got a friend they cut their hair into matching bowl cuts and also start calling each other alternative names. So the first one that this they call is each wild, other her, 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 her wild. I think that should be a crime. The haircut right. should be a crime. Yeah. Well they wanna be like genderless. They wanna be of androgynous. Okay. They don't they wanna be like, you know, when you see the pictures of like the mm-hmm. grey aliens, like they all look the same and and it's because they've elevated into this higher You know, exactly, yeah, like almost like a heavenly being. So that's what they're trying to to get to. So they start calling each other these weird names, um, Herf and Bonnie. Guinea and Pig is one name. Bo and Peep is another name, and it's because they're shepherding people. They also call themselves the Two or the UFO Two. And finally, the names that they're most well-known for are T and Do. So T is T-I and Do is D-O. And it's like, and it's supposed to be from like The Sound of Music. Like it's meant to be those two last. Yeah, exactly. Like so far, T-Do. Yeah. Yeah. So soon they get into trouble because Bonnie is using fraudulent credit cards and they also steal a hire car and they get into a high-speed chase with police.
1: Again, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. (laughs) Herf ends up going to
0: prison for six months, although he told them that the aliens gave him a permission to steal the car, but it didn't work. During this time in prison, he writes a sort of manifesto. Yeah. And Bonnie Nettles goes back to nursing for a little while. When Herf gets out, they go back on the road and they do things like they sell blood for money and they take From donations. Themselves. Yeah, like, you know how you can, like, donate blood, get paid for it? In America. Like in America yeah, okay, you yeah. get paid yeah. for oh, it. oh,
1: okay, like if we were just to go donate blood at the Red Cross. That's what yeah. you mean. They're not yeah. just out selling vials in the back street.
2: <laughs> no. Okay.
0: There's no vampires running around.
1: Don't, <laughs> you don't know. Me. It was valid no, question. <laughs>
0: vampires weirdos, or I mean, you know, what if you wanted to create like frame someone in a crime scene oh there's that
2: well you know
1: as a take their hair i'll just we get more hair.
2: unusual requests and stuff like that sometimes at work you know working as a dominatrix and yes sometimes use tampons and stuff like that are a thing people some people desire such objects wow so a vial of blood isn't really not that, that weird yeah not that weird when you put it that in that level You can literally sell your shit, even. Dude.
1: I just want to have lunch with you all the
2: time.
0: Like, I think you've got a new fan. Can
1: you do, like, bring a friend to work, Dave? Do you have that? I've got an outfit. Like, I feel like I'm ready. I'm halfway there. Yeah.
0: So, uh, and it was interesting. They actually did say blood. They were selling blood and other bodily fluids. So, I don't know if it was, like, donating sperm or something. In America, funny enough, you
2: can actually get paid for donating your poo. For what purpose? To have a poo transplant. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, Yeah, you just no, no, no. No one needs that. Poo, poo poo facts are my, are my like. No, it's her thing. Thing. Um. Yeah. No, because some people have an imbalance of like like the the bacteria bacteria and everything in their bowel and stuff, and so they've found that if you transplant poo from a healthy bowel and that to to those people, then they'll grow the the bacteria they need. So if you can prove that your feces is from a healthy system, except, as such, you can actually get paid can to I just donate your poo. Have
1: it you cool? I was going to say that, life, yeah. Just,
2: dude, have an Activia. Yeah,
0: this, America, this is slightly babe. more in depth <laughs> than that, but yeah.
1: <laughs> Chris is never going to hang out with the three of us ever again. Dude, she's
0: been doing this for a year and a half. You wouldn't believe the stuff that we've told her. <laughs>
1: you I feel wouldn't like believe a, it. like a little bit like my friendly psychologist team like I feel great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they get right back into recruiting for their organization and one of the early names for it is human individual metamorphosis. So it makes sense but it's him. kind of it's kind of long.
1: Him.
0: Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, him. Um, so but they finally ended up they're calling it heaven's gate.
1: Mm. okay they
0: start making these like handwritten posters advertising meetings where they would tell people about their beliefs and um they literally these posters they they, they'll say like at the top they'll say ufos and it'll say um you know um why are they here um come and you know listen to us tell our story of of you know uh, the enlightenment that's coming and stuff like that
1: what year are we at now with this uh, around 1972.
0: Okay, great. Um, at first, no one really takes them very seriously. However, in California, they're quite successful. They do a presentation at, at the Hollywood Hills home of a woman named Joan Culpepper. They actually end up recruiting about 80 people on this day. Whoa. Yeah. They tell people they would achieve... <Yeah>. They tell people they would achieve a higher level of being if they were willing to be taught and do the work. The people are given a questionnaire asking things like: Do you are you a procrastinator? Can you follow instructions? Are you able to follow instructions without making your own interpretations? It's just
2: like that Scientology quiz they give you when they try and lure yeah. you in do off they the, the street. A, do,
1: do they give you a quiz? Yeah, they give. You oh, a quiz. dude,
0: Scientologists are all about the quiz. Yeah. I was just
1: gonna say back to the Californians and recruiting so many people. Mm. I think Californians are quite open to alternative things, like they always oh, yes. are. Like they were really like you know the first Brevarians and mm-hmm. the yogas and the green juices and the coffee enemas and things like that. So yes. this, this doesn't A lot of good really coffee enema.
0: <laughs> this the vagina doesn't... candles,
1: sweetie. Yeah. This this doesn't really shock me that this is where they made their mark. Exactly, and it's kind of like that.
0: What, that thing is like, well, I've got all the money in the world. What yeah. what could I possibly want? Enlightenment. Right. Let's slum it for a while, see what it's like.
1: That movie Cocoon just came to mind then. Oh, yeah? That was made around about that time. That might have been uh, the That's actually. like early 80s, I yeah. think. sorry. Keep going, babe. So they recruit
0: people such as um, a grandmother from Iowa. Um, there was another guy that is actually quite an important part of the cult. Uh, his name is Dick Jocelyn, and he was an Air Force pilot trainee. Stop it. <laughs>
1: I was trying to say I don't <laughs>
0: He looked like a movie star. Like he was this real handsome guy. Looked like he could play James Bond or something. And he joined the cult. Um, they've got housewives, mothers. They've got a, a TV executive. They've got business people. Just all sorts of people. It's like the
1: OG Scientology now that you actually say that. Mm. It's like, yeah. And they literally like
0: sell their houses. Wow. Like they leave their families. Um, they're just leaving notes for their families saying I've, gone to find enlightenment don't try to find me here are the bank details live your life whatever I hope they can afford a photocopier now so they can at least like print their signs instead of handwriting yeah yeah well the money's starting to come in now but so they've they've gone to joan culpepper's house they've recruited all these rich hollywood people now they're they've they've all bought tents they're all going they're the, no traveling, one re- show. They're the traveling show yeah um joan culpepper started to get fed up at the the, the strict discipline that T and Doe were asking of them. Tell me them. about that. So Cole Pepper, she kind of like she becomes like their nemesis. Um, so she's really embarrassed that she's had them at her house. They've um she's kind of feels like she's talked all of her friends into joining mm. this really dangerous cult. It's like MLM it's like an MLM. And now she's trying to get them like to all leave and they and she's trying to um get them to stop. Right. So she kind of like stalks them from like place to place for a couple of years. And then in 1976, um she kind of gives up on that. And what she ends up doing, she ends up opening two halfway houses um for Cult members to escape sort of thing, yes. somewhere safe to
2: go to to get out of. It. Yeah. So
0: there's one in LA for people that want to leave Heaven's Gate, and there's also one in San Francisco for people that want to leave the People's Temple. Right. Mm-hmm. Jim Jones's cult. Jim, yeah. Is
2: he the Kool Aid guy?
0: Yes. Yes. Right. Um. So it's around this time. So I think um that was in 1979, wasn't it? That the Kool Aid 900 was people. Was that Jonestown? That's Jonestown. Yeah. So, actually, when that happened, um, a lot of people were comparing Heaven's Gate to this. Like, this is what could happen. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, meanwhile, the others continue to follow the cult and they take small jobs on the road, like waitressing and driving delivery trucks. And when they visit the Bay Area of California, they distribute flyers around the universities. Um, And they also claim that T and Doe will be transitioning back to space within the next three months. So they're actually giving them a date now. These meetings were super popular and hundreds of people attended. So they are targeting this area, this California, like we've done the rich people. Let's do the students. Yeah, who
1: are searching for... A time in their life where they're searching for belonging. They're searching yeah, for Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
0: we've just come out of the hippie movement. Yeah. Uh, and people are sort of, they're disappointed with the world. Yeah. Like, is Nixon in power at this point? Yeah, just Vietnam just happened. More, yeah. They're disillusioned. So some people said that seeing her speak was a life-changing experience because he's got this whole persona. Of course. Some people said they even had out-of-body visions when he came near them. Oh my god, it's like going to my mum's happy clapper church.
1: <laughs> I was so- <laughs> they're on the news. Praise dupes. him.
0: He is coming. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went to one of those like a wedding. I went it was like a born again Christian wedding. Wow. Loved it. Really? It was all hands to the sky, loved it. How did you get We there? just got invited to the
1: wedding. It was yeah. one of our Who's friends. We? You and Louis.
0: No, no, no. It was me and my friends at work. One right. of our work colleagues was getting married. Right, Mary, right. Okay. And she was, like, very right. religious. Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. So, And they're in a cult and they need a halfway say, house yeah. now to help them escape.
0: Anyway. <laughs> so this guy says, um, he came, Hearth came near me and I had an out-of-body experience. All of a sudden, I'm in a spacecraft <laughs> and... Um, and, you know, people are really thinking, like, I'm seeing things. Like, wow. this guy is the real deal. And they kind of thought he was very otherworldly in the way he actually was. Like, they thought he's very robotic. And they're like, he doesn't blink. Right. Like... it's his crazy eyes? Well, yeah. Like, but they interpret it as he he has gone through this metamorphosis. He's got the spirit in him. He's got the spirit in him. Isn't that some sort of medical condition when you don't blink? I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe he's taught himself to do it. I don't know. So Oregon was the really big one when it came to collecting members. People had visions at these meetings. They were seeing lights, all sorts of things. And they were actually getting so big that what they were doing was they were advertising these meetings and they would have like, multiple meetings all at the same time so like some of the cult members would manage this one some of the ones would manage this one some would manage this one and but the ones with tea and dough were like the really really successful ones because people were like oh my god it's the it's two the actual
1: two yeah yeah,
0: yeah. So some members of the cult started buying small amounts of groceries and travel size like toothpaste because they were so convinced that they were going to space soon. They were like, "Well, Are I don't pack need- in
1: their bags, babe.
0: Well, they're, they're not, I don't need a whole toothpaste. I just need like a little one." Oh, I thought you
1: meant they were packing a travel pack to take with them.
0: No, they don't need to take anything. Oh, okay, you don't need great. Stuff in space. You've got stuff there. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Um, so some of them even claimed to feel the molecules inside their bodies changing as they became more alien-like.
1: Stop, you're shitting me. That's what I read.
0: <laughs> in reality, they would only just start to dress in large shirts that buttoned up to the neck and they cut their hair in matching like short back and sides cuts. Mm-hmm. So the molecules weren't changing. It was just kind of like it was the, their outfits um they wore no makeup or jewelry and they were not allowed to dress in a way that exhibited individuality like they all had to look the men had to shave their beards off no mm-hmm. facial hair or anything like that they all looked very androgynous and you could tell that they were part of the same group so at this point t and doe tells them the space spacecraft is coming in one week to take them to the kingdom of heaven See, I never think it's a good idea when cults give put a timeline on things. That's always asking yeah, it's for it to blow always, up in your face. Yeah, it never works. It never yeah. works. The whole 2012 thing and everything. So this is at this point we're in about
1: 1975.
0: Okay. Uh, though no craft came, they recruited 30 new followers. People sold their homes, left their friends and families, even gave up their children to join Heaven's Gate. Like there were some kids that were raised by their grandparents for example and like lost both their parents so
1: well that kind of makes me happy in a way because we're their children within the heaven's gate no
0: long- so no it wasn't one like an adults adult no situation. one under the age of 18 was allowed okay.
1: so that which kind is of
0: different from other cults, cults because the other cults are like breed 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 you know yeah. and then we can indoctrinate these kids yeah. from birth and they don't yeah. know anything else yeah yeah that's am yeah. thinking okay so they donated all this money from, like, these properties and stuff, and some of these people were really, really wealthy. They donated it to the cult, and they would rent houses for large groups of people to live in at one time. And what they would do is they would only allow a couple of people outside on a regular basis, so it looked like only a couple of people lived there, but really there's, like, 20 people living in this one house. Um, but people knew. You know, the neighbours knew. They were like, yeah, something weird weird's going on. Yeah. The cult started to get a lot of media attention and T and Doe started to fear that they would be assassinated. So So this is all happening after the one week time. Yeah, that's been been and
2: gone now. Been and gone. Oh, and nobody else is gone. hang on. You never
0: went to space, buddy. They did this whole thing where they're like, okay, it's coming on this night. Everyone meet us. There was this like beach or uh, was it a beach or like it was a sand dune place in like arizona or something mm-hmm. or colorado i think it was and they all had to meet there and no one came but people were enamored enough by these two people that they joined anyway mm-hmm. yeah sorry wow. people the spaceship run out of petrol there it has yeah. they've been delayed they're watching maths yeah <laughs> <laughs> one weird thing that happened was to a paranormal and ufo writer called hayden hughes who wrote a book about heaven's gate in 1976 He met Herf Applewhite while they were doing this, you know, they were recruiting and doing all these meetings and stuff. And Herf tells him he is able to speak to people with telepathy. Mm -hmm. He can communicate by his mind. No doubt. He tells Hayden if he ever wants to communicate, he can use a mental code and it also includes saying the Lord's Prayer. So about 14 months later, after he meets Herf, Hayden sees a lot of media about people going missing in Oregon and they've gone to join this cult. And he decides to try to use this code. Now, I don't know if this is true. He uses this mental code that Herf had taught him and in the next morning Doe phones him and says, so now you have asked. You lie. I don't know if it's true. This is what he said on the documentary. Hayden said this. Yes. Hayden Hughes, the writer, said it. Mm. So after 1976, the cult winds down its meetings and travel. And I guess they start to settle down for a little bit. And this seclusion period goes for quite a few years. So they've kind of, they've taken in the people that they need. And now they're getting right down into the brainwashing. So they're going to seclusion. They start to change their names. So the Heaven's Gate name has three consonants followed by O-D-Y. So I might be G-M-M-O-D-Y. So I'd be like Jamodi. And you might be like B-K-K-O-D-Y. So you'd be like B-K-O-D-Y. And you might be like H-N-N-O-D-Y. So you'd be like H-N-O-D-Y. Hinodi. G'day. Yeah. How's you doing? I'm Hanodi And Chrisody. Got Gwani Kool Aid. <laughs> so apparently, and all the people like they don't use their human names anymore. They're right. just like Bacodi and Jamodi and Hanodi and Chris Yeah. And <laughs> apparently after they ascend into space, they'll drop the Y off off the end. Oh, because okay. the OD means you're like a student and the OD means you're ascended. Of course. They call themselves the class and they, they don't smoke. They don't drink alcohol. They're completely celibate. They're not even allowed to hug, even if they're in a couple. So sometimes couples join. It sounds their, like me the and hu- Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so there's one couple in the cult that said they hadn't touched each other in 10 years. Again?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: And, and, you know, and, and the 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 need for human touch ad- advocate inside me is, mm. like, screaming, going,
1: oh, my God,
2: imagine what that would have done to their brain. No human yeah.
1: touch. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Well, people were starting to be like that in lockdown. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah,
0: yeah. So, uh, so they also do this thing where they're assigned a check partner. So you would be given a a partner within the cult who is like, who has a very opposite personality to you and they have to be with you 24 hours a day. And so you can keep an eye on each other. It's a very cult thing to do. And then every six weeks you get a new one
1: um, to stop
0: any kind of like relationships forming. Yeah. A huge thing happens in 1985.
1: Bonnie Nettles T. Dies. I was gonna say, I bet she died. Now, just refresh my memory. Bonnie Nettles. She oh, so T. So they're still together. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Sorry, I got totally confused again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's yeah. been on this whole ride. I know. That's okay. I just got lost for a sec. Sorry.
0: So, so she dies. Perfect fi- Doe is like the spokesperson that everyone's enamoured yeah. with. She's, but but she's the dream book. Yeah, she's the dream book lady. Yeah, yeah. But she's almost like his teacher. Yeah. So in a way, she's almost like higher than him in the cult. Yeah. How'd she die? She had cancer. So in 1983, she had an eye removed due to cancer. And in 1985, it suddenly returns in her liver and she dies just a couple of weeks after the diagnosis. So this happens very, very quickly. And this destroys her. Mm. Mm. Not only has he lost his kind of like his other half, but he now has an existential crisis If they're alien beings, how is Bonnie Nettles able to die? Well, yeah, and obviously aliens can't cure cancer. Apparently not. Hmm, They had planned all along that they were going to go together into the spaceship. So he decides she has risen up to the metamorphosis faster than he has Mm -hmm. because he's always seen her as kind of like this teacher. Mm -hmm. And as a result, she is now his spiritual guide she is there's a video where he's actually sitting next to an empty chair that represents her so does that mean like
2: the dream book's now like floating around in the air like the cloud she and it does it it's
1: assimilated the... into her system yeah, like the yeah. little book of calm it's probably in the cloud yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, So the the really sad thing is that Terry, Bonnie's daughter, doesn't find out about her mother's death for nine months.
1: So Terry, because you did mention her earlier, she never joined the cult. No. Okay. No,
0: she never joined the cult. Okay,
1: so how did she find out about her mum dying?
0: Well... Her mum would write to her once a month and okay. say, "Right, you know, we've been travelling, everything's mm-hmm. going really well." And after for a while, like she just didn't hear from her. She she, she starts to try to like locate her, mm-hmm. and then finally, some people from the cult come to her and they say that she's passed away. That's um, sad. The cult says that it was Bonnie's dying wish not to tell her, but Bonnie used to write to her every month. And Terry thinks that there are signs in the letters that suggested that she wanted to get out of the cult. (gasps) Stop (gasps) it. So she would, and later she read the letters out to the cult members and they were furious. Like she would say things like, don't forget to conform to society, which is something she would never say. Mm. Yeah. And she'd be like, "Mm, this is weird. So her, basically, meanwhile, goes mad. and
1: You mean madder than he already mad, is? Mad, mad, mad. He's like,
0: the twig has
2: snapped. Um, so he's unstable, delusional il, now, or, or however you would put it, rather than just del, delusional.
0: Well, yeah. let me tell you. Okay. I can't find a definite date, but I, my calculations, like based on all the things I've watched and read, I think this is about 1990. So Herf says to Dick Joc- Jocelyn, the, 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 the movie the star looking man, the Hollywood handsome ones. pilot. Um now he, this guy is like almost like a right-hand man. Mm-hmm. Like he's really, really been he's loyal. The Tom
1: cruise of Heaven's Gate. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Herf says to him, My vehicle is becoming attracted to your vehicle. I knew oh, you were gonna say this. I knew it. Thank I knew thank it. Thank you. And he buys Dick a ticket home and gives him money like he gives him like 600 bucks and says like you know basically like this is it this is where we leave and Dick is devastated and sadly he actually dies from complications with AIDS in 2000 right so that's really really sad yeah. after this Herf has the idea that he needs to be surgically castrated And a few of the others decide to also get this done. So like seven or eight of them do it. And that turns up in a freezer in Queensland. (laughs) So Herf has the idea. Oh, sorry. At first, one of the members who's a nurse, she tries to carry out the procedure. Of course. But it goes wrong, resulting in the cult member going to hospital and a couple of the other cult members throw the removed tes- testicles off a bridge into a river.
2: So they're only removing testicles, not testicles and penis?
0: No, no. So it's a castration where it's yep. just like... It's just s- their reproductive organs.
2: Uh, the, the bits yes. that hold the, the, the juices such. Exactly,
0: exactly. Right. So Herf holds then... So then Herf holds a ceremony during which each member is married to him and given a gold ring. So in a lot of the videos, you can see like this thick gold ring on all of their hands. So now let's fast forward to 1992. This is when everything starts to really ramp up. Heaven's Gate have been out of the spotlight for a few years, but the internet is starting up. And Heaven's Gate not only start their own website, but they start a successful web developing business. You know, they're all about space. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: It makes sense to me that they'd be really good at tech
1: Mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. It's all those episodes of Star Trek have
0: Mm -hmm. come in
1: Exactly.
0: So they're certain that the end is coming. Doomsday is almost here. It's been 20 years. It's come on. It's got to happen soon. Perf starts to make videos during which he talks and talks and talks, and they put the transcripts on those videos on their website, and they also post them out to recruit new members. So they make these videos and they post the videos like old school into a post box. The OG YouTuber, exactly right. Um, so they try to get back old members. Um, And there's videos of Herf talking and there's also videos of the members talking like they're out in a garden and they just talk and talk for like an hour about how great the cult is and everything that they've learned and how excited they are about Doomsday and blah, blah, blah. So they they also spend thousands of dollars to put a huge ad in USA Today, the newspaper, telling people the world is about to be recycled and it's time to join them. They're basically saying, dudes, it's your last chance. You've known about us since the 70s. Now's the time. Oh, I
2: like the recycling. It's like, oh, you know, warm and fuzzy. Sounds nice. Yeah. Sounds it's, nice. It's Sounds much nicer than End of the World. Good, good for the planet. Yeah.
0: Environmental. <laughs> so they do one last big recruitment tour and they go to 63 cities and towns in January 1994 and they're getting really wired, really ready for doomsday and um, they're determined that it's coming soon. So it's kind of like, it's really coming to a head. So in 1996, something happens. The Hale-Bopp comet is discovered flying past Earth, and it's actually visible for a year and a half. It makes world news, and there are a few amateur astronomers that believe that the comet is being tailed by a UFO that's about four times the size of Earth. Wow. And there's photos where you can see the comet and then there's, like, this white kind of, like, really? blob sort of behind it. When Herf hears about this, of course, he thinks it's their spacecraft coming for them.
2: Are you okay? <laughs> they better bell- light a pretty big bonfire. Look, Ooh, I've been are so
1: you? upset Here we for are. the last three minutes about the chemical castration, thinking about these poor people that just have just had their bodies butchered. So I'm glad we've gotten to a lighter part of the UFO's back. <laughs> yeah. happy now. So,
0: Her finds out the date that the comet will be passing the closest to them in California. Mm-hmm. And they rent a beautiful, huge house in a suburb called Rancho Santa Fe in California. Um, and it's very much like the type of house, like almost like Spanish style terracotta Sounds roof. Fancy. It's very much what you might see on Entertainment Tonight. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um, and they call this house the monastery. It costs $7,000 a month. And, um, Shit, back in 90s money. You know, they've gone, yeah, and they've whoa. gone from kind of like, you know, being these kind of camping people with one set of shoes to... So, Ricky Martin's holiday house. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and flash and dunnies. Like, yeah. yeah. Showers even. Yeah. Eh? Doobs. Um, and look... <laughs> I've put here a little note with WTF, question mark, question mark, question mark. In the same month, and this is from Wikipedia, I don't know what to think of this. In the same month, the group purchased alien abduction insurance that would cover up to 50 members and that would pay out $1 million per person. The policy covered abduction, impregnation, or death by aliens.
1: So this is a real thing in America, is it?
0: Dude, America Sorry. is just this. Is America. America, mate.
1: So hang on a minute. If you're buying alien, I thought they wanted to go with the aliens. Yeah. So then why would you buy abduction insurance if you're happy to go with them?
0: Because they might be Luciferians, the bad aliens.
1: Oh, and so when you come back, you need to put a claim in. Is that, what, is that how that works? See, it's. I can't believe we're going this far into um, this. Oh, welcome
0: to the fridge. Uh, this is amazing. <laughs> it's like one of those, Chris, what's that thing? It's a problem and it goes round and round and round. It's like not a vortex. It's a um, conundrum. Cloverfield. Um, oh. the Cloverfield. Paradox. Oh. The word I was looking yes. for. was Paradox. Is I can't paradox. even remember why I wanted it. Oh, yeah. Alien insurance. That's right. Mm. It's a pa- it. paradox because yeah, if you're taken right. away, how are you going to make know, the call? That's
1: exactly right. So, I'm going to Google it. So,
0: they find out when the comet's going to be closest to Earth and they order a massive amount of barbiturates from Mexico. Told you there'd be drugs. <laughs> and Herf films two videotapes in September and October of 1996 as a last effort to warn people of the situation. Herf at this point is left with 21 women and 17 men following him.
1: What, where'd they all go? I feel like well they drop off lost over the years. Mate. It's been too long. It's like, been yeah. too long. twenty years waiting it's been twenty four years at this point. Past that week deadline again. So you shouldn't right. give a deadline. Because yeah. so, I'm just wondering, sorry to interrupt, when you say ninety six, this is when I feel like this is when I kinda of learned about they must have been on the TV at some oh, point. Oh yeah, like, it was some, this like is huge. worldwide
0: news. This is the largest mass suicide that's yeah. happened on American soil. Yeah,
1: that's what I thought.
0: Yeah. Um, so many, so a lot of people had joined and left the cult many times over the years. Mm-hmm. Like, um, there was one couple that had been and gone, like came and left three times.
1: Well, look at old love Culpepper. Like she... And came back and then she was like, you know, fostering them. No, no, no. She
0: only came back to stalk them. Right. Like she hated them. Like she left. See, bye. But she was dealing with people that had to get away. So, I mean, she's probably, it would be interesting to see if she's got like a book or something like that. Yeah, definitely. I would read that. So these last 38 members are completely ready to be, quote, taken home. They say in their exit video, our 22 years of classroom here on planet earth is finally coming to conclusion. Graduation from the human evolutionary level. We are happily prepared to leave this world and go with T's group. And Herf says himself, we do in all honesty, hate this world. The exit they plan, if they call the exit, Mm -hmm. takes place in three stages. On March 22, people believe. It's like yesterday. Oh, my God.
1: Mm-hmm. Holy shit. I know.
0: Yes, yes. On March 22, 15 members die by consuming pudding, vodka, or applesauce filled with phenobarbital and hydrocodone. They lay on mattresses and bunks throughout the large house. Their faces and upper bodies were covered with a purple sheet. And it was like, it was a square sheet, but it was like put in a diamond shape. So the to, the top of the diamond was above the head and then it would cover sort of their chest. Um, and then you can just see their black pants and their shoes like lying at the end of the bed. And they're all laying on their back.
1: So, oh, so there's no evidence of
0: like clothes. trauma or anything like that. They just
1: that. lay down to die. Yeah. Lay down to sleep. And the
0: people that investigated, they said it was quite a peaceful crime scene, which I know sounds really weird, but it was not, like...
1: I was going to say, what if, like, you changed your mind halfway through? Well... Too bad. This is... They say they didn't, so that's good. I wonder
2: good. what f- effects those drugs would have on the body. Like, is, would it make you real sleepy-dozy well, sort of? Well, they
0: showed there was, like, an instruction sheet that they gave everyone that was just handwritten, and it was, like, one, take this, two, take this, and then the last one was, like, number five. It, um, it said, um, lie down, relax, and soon you will fall asleep.
1: Yeah.
0: Ah. They wore matching black pants and black and white Nike. They were called Nike Decades. Apparently, they were kind of like on the cheaper end of the Nike scale, but they all wanted to be matching... And then after this happened, like everyone wanted to get these shoes.
1: I feel like after rorting all these people for that money, they could be like, you know, getting some Air Jordans or something like way more on the higher scale. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Because although Nikes weren't really cheap, because I remember like
1: this is like nineties. Yeah, no, this is like around the time of Jordan and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. When the high be, top Nikes were be. A, and, yeah. I, and I
2: remember I had to save up for ages to yeah. buy my pair. Mm. I wrote a poem about
0: them I and didn't everything, get any. you know. <laughs> I got given a pair. Yeah. It was like the
1: best. Oh, my God. I like, just bought a pair for so Ma- Melody's birthday yesterday. Sweet, dude. Yeah. she got black ones. It's right. the new thing with the kids. Well, these ones were black as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Melody's born and on white. March 22. Sorry. I'm very concerned. Holy now. cow. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. Right? She's one of the babies from the on pregnancies. Don't say that, man. But probably. <laughs> you can <laughs> claim. <she's> really so- <laughs> I can claim. Yes. <laughs> Winning. <laughs> Okay, so they
0: all had $5.75 in their pockets.
1: Oh, I remember
0: that now that you've said that. Yeah, that and, was apparent, and everyone was like, what the hell is this about? But one of the ex-members said, um, this is in reference to the novel Huckleberry Finn, in which it's stated that it costs $5.75 to ride the tail of a comet to heaven. The next 15, so the first 15 are dead, then the next 15 help the first 15... If that makes any sense. Mm. And then the final nine help the second group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So Herf was in the second group and he was found in the master bedroom on the big sort of bed. Apparently, there was some blood spatter among the final group. So it would appear that they had a little bit of trouble and they had to. um, mm, Somebody had second thoughts. I don't know. Some of them had plastic bags over their heads. So I'm not really sure what happened with that final group. And there's not a lot of information about it, but they were, they did find guns in the backyard in like a shed, but
1: they'd not been touched. So I'm not really sure. They probably would have been more for, I would say to keep intruders out. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So an anonymous tip came into the police three days later saying there was a house where a mass suicide had taken place. The tip turned out to be from an ex-member named Rio D'Angelo who had been sent the exit videos as well as a letter saying we have exited our vehicles just as we had entered them. So he gets this package on the 25th of March and he knows what they've done. So he calls the police. It was originally reported that the victims were all male. However, they had just presumed that um, because the people all looked so androgynous. Anyway, so Does yeah, there hide in my boobs when I lie down. Okay. I have an answer for that. So okay. one part of the cult was that they ate very frugally. Yeah, they didn't have any sugars. So you've lost all, a lot of your body. They mass. were all very, very slender because they only ate enough to exist, mm-hmm. and they did not, except for the night before, they went to a local restaurant and they ordered like cake and things faced. that they would not normally have. But they would literally (laughs) ping (laughs) in like they would just have like multivitamin pills, you know, or they'll just have like a few beans or something like that in the aftermath of the mass suicide. And this made ridiculous media like Mm. people were shocked. People were like, oh, it's Jonestown's all over, over again. So in the aftermath of the mass suicide, three other ex-members of the cult were also found dead from suicide
1: in their own houses. Uh, Okay, so
0: there was two ex-members that used the same method as Mm -hmm. the cult, but they did it in a motel room. Right. But one of them was revived by police, but months later he was found dead in a tent um, out in Arizona, and he had put a bag over his head and he had put pipes from his car so he had gassed himself. Yeah. And another um, ex-member shot himself, I believe, in a cabin like out in the woods. Wouldn't you be pissed if you were the one that was revived and you're like, damn man, yeah, you made me miss my life. Well, he was. He was really. Yeah, because he like, was really
1: angry about it.
0: Yeah, which is why the next time he tried, uh, and there's a video, there's a uh, there's a interview with him like on TV going, you know, I felt really good for them when I found out about it, you know, because they've ascended and stuff, and wow. they're like, um, would you would you try suicide again? And he's like, I don't know. It was really like wow. bizarre that no one's like. Um, yeah this guy needs help right now
1: yeah
0: so that's basically the story of heaven's gate there is loads I haven't said because the, the the story of this like it's 20 something years yeah I've just scratched the surface but it's one of the longest stories I've ever written but how about this from wikipedia Marshall Applewhite's daughter, remember he left his family yes. back in the 50s yes. or the, uh, 1968? Yes. His daughter, Lane Applewhite-Sens, is the mother of a woman named Hannah Overton from Corpus Christi, Texas, mm-hmm. who was accused of poisoning her adopted son, Andrew. Wow. Hannah Overton was cleared on appeal in 2017. Lane was also married to Hannah's father, The Reverend Bernie Sens, who was an evangelical preacher, Uh, the Reverend was convicted in 1984 of the bludgeoning death of a 16-year-old girl whose nude body was discovered on Padre Island. He was sentenced to 23 years in prison. So uh, running in the family much? Yeah.
1: So the woman that was married to the crazy killer priest, she's Marshall's...
0: Daughter. daughter yes and her daughter was also so convicted she's of murder married
1: an evangelical priest yes so she's clearly got some sort of trauma from her upbringing as well right and then she tried to poison her own child uh yes
0: she did poison Ooh. her own so, child.
1: so what where what of her now is she of the do- of of lane did, was it an insanity plea that she got off on so lane
0: hang on lane didn't do anything it was her husband and her daughter that were the killers sorry
1: right okay
0: so yeah lane was like leaves me out of this right
1: right so Um, lane's daughter tried to poison the child so she tried to take after she was accused of poisoning
0: her adopted son andrew and she was cleared on appeal in 2017 so that means we don't know who poisoned him.
1: It's in the chains. Or it might
0: have been her, but they just didn't have enough. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but there's definitely that family
1: they got some line
0: issues. of mental illness.
1: It's a very, very sad story when you think about it as accumulative information yeah isn't it really yeah i mean we all sit here and like make all these drug jokes and like all these crazy cult jokes but it's actually like it's sad it's really sad yeah, yeah. and
0: i think it, it, this was like what we were saying before it's the end of the vietnam war it's the end of the hippie movement yeah. um we're coming into the 70s things are getting very very conservative again and people were looking for something better yeah so that is the story of heaven's gate
1: Pretty much how I felt. Yeah. Wow. Right. Heaps of good stuff in there, though, like in terms of I learnt lots of stuff. Luciferians. Um, Alien insurance, a passage from Revelations. I'm still like trying to oh, fathom yeah. the apple sauce yeah. with the, the yeah, vodka. Yeah. But yeah, the insurance. Like, which, which one would you pick? Are you allowed to ask that? I'd go the vodka. I'd oh. go the vodka. I think. I think too. you and me
0: both. I mean, we like vodka. I do vodka. like
1: pudding though. Like, oh, maybe a nice sticky caramel. Right? Sort of. yeah. yeah. I'm
0: thinking it's just like like a chocolate yogurt.
1: I think oh, it's like not th- fancy. Th- I think ah oh, yeah. The yogurt.
0: Oh, come yeah, on. yeah. I think yeah. I've been
1: one of those for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, well, I've got a story, and I didn't know how, like, fancy wanted me to go with it. Um,
0: You've got loads of crazy stuff what's that's what everyone happened. said to me, but
1: I couldn't really think of any um, that I thought would be... I just couldn't think... Like, my life's a perpetual crazy yeah, story. Yeah, I was going to say, so
2: Crazy. Your life is just so crazy that everything's normal. Like weird
1: shit just happens all the time. So it's just normal to me. But I did have a think kind of along the fridge is haunted lines. So I live in a house and I say the term loosely. It's a shack that was built in the, oh, it says 1950, it's got to be in the 50s, yeah, mm-hmm. by my partner's grandparents. They were in Melbourne. They built a holiday house down on the coast. And, you know, various family members would come and use it. They'd all come together, like a bit of a cult, you know, they'd all come together.
2: <laughs> I'm um, just thinking of the property values of that shack right now.
1: Right. <laughs> so... But
0: I love your house. This is a great place. We, it's very
1: cool. Thank you. We... Um, a little while ago, so we moved bedrooms one into the other and not long after we moved into that bedroom, I, said, I thought I could just hear murmuring a little bit in the next bedroom and I thought, no, I'm just... What time of the day or night? It will just be any time. Oh, Sometimes right. Sometimes I'd just go in and put clothes away and or I'd be concentrating and I could just hear it coming from the next room and I thought, oh, I've lost my marbles. I'm not, you know, this is silly. And, um, and then I'd spoken to a couple of friends about it and I'd read and, it, you know, it, it's very common sometimes otherworldly voices or spirits can just be, you know, there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I come to the conclusion that they were there and I thought, okay, that's weird. And you actually have to physically close yourself off from being able to hear that. Not a lot of people have that. It's like an intuitive thing. Not long after that, I would be sleeping and I could hear... And I thought it was Melody um, running in the nighttime into my bedroom. So much so, you know, when you're a mum, you're like, bolt up, yeah, right? yeah, 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 Like, oh, my God, it's a kid. There's nothing there. So then I thought, oh, have I dreamt it? And I thought, I probably just dreamt it, yeah. And then I'd get... I thought, no, nah, there's, there's something here. <laughs> so I said to my mother-in-law, I said, oh, look, I just... I know this sounds really weird. I just need to talk to you about the house. I said, I just want to know if um, if if anything's happened in the house. She said, "What do you mean?" I said, "Look, I'm I'm hearing footsteps, you know, coming into that room that i that I sleep in." And my mother in law looked at my father in law like this look, as if to say, "Oh, you know, you better tell her." And I'm thinking, "Oh my god, what's happening?" So they started the story with, look, it's nothing, but, <laughs> but.
2: but possums. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. But, um, yes, someone was very, very sick and on their deathbed, actually, in that room. Whoa. And people would always be coming in to, to check on them. So And it just got so much. I actually, not long ago, only a few months ago, I actually asked them if they could please leave now and let them let us know, that, let them know that we're all okay and we're fine and thank you for watching over us, but you need to go now. And I haven't heard it since. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, yeah. That's a cool story. That was a pretty cool
0: story, wasn't it? Um. Honey told us a couple of weeks ago about her haunted house that she used to live in. Awesome. <laughs> so there you go. Oh,
1: that's, that's awesome.
0: I also just, I just remembered something just as you were telling, uh, telling that story as well. When I was listening to this audiobook about Heaven's Gate, I was, mm. I was driving on the freeway and this van or this, this truck goes past me on the freeway and the the number plate is area 51 (laughs) and it has all these stickers like it had this sticker of it's like a silhouette of people like being beamed up into a ufo stop it and i was like driving next to it and i was and i just wanted to wave at him and go i'm listening to heaven's gate i know about the aliens like and he he looked very um serious actually so did he have a bowl cut no, he just looked kind of like <laughs> yeah, he, he looked like a he had like. Hat? I think he had like long Colander? hair.
1: No, no. No, <laughs> no Tim Paul hat. Yeah, glasses. Um, yeah. Wow. I don't know. So wow. Isn't that weird that though? I'd have pressed stop on that damn book straight away. I was like, what? Amazing. Anyway, it's been an epic
0: episode. But just it. so you know, we don't normally go for this long. Okay. But um, thank you so much for being here. It's been rad. It's been radly fun.
1: Oh, and the best time! I'm like pumped. I'm like, what are we doing next? What's happening? Where do we go from here? Like, I'm. You're amazing. You're oh, done thank that, you. That research was like so full on. Like, dude, I'm colded out. Up. I'm going for a beer. Yeah. <laughs> and now we know to get alien insurance. Yes. But yeah. Exactly. I'll be upgrading my policy, I think. So yeah. Thanks yeah, so much yeah. for having me.
0: Thank you so Have a great much. Time. I don't know if you know the 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 exit um, the exit motto that we say
1: no me and, <gasps> me and honey will
0: do
2: stop. it stop you don't listen to the show often do enough. do you know to why
1: know can i tell you really why i don't no. i am absolutely terrified of um unsolved mysteries like sometimes i can't listen because the stories are like you know like sarah everard and things like yeah, that. yeah yeah so, yeah no actually you
2: know the one that really still freaks me out is the guy that got caught in that the shaft on the rock. Oh, and, dude! Yeah, and died that. That and was I,
0: the most horrible in the the Tussie Mussie cave. Not Tussie Muss. That's a winery in, in Red Hill. So i I know that Nutty putty Cave. Yeah, yeah, Nutty putty Cave. Yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll just be driving along and I'll it's just remember worst. that
2: story. And I'll just be like, oh, <laughs> you all know that.
0: Uh, everyone. Until next time, be creepy, but don't be a creep. Woo! Oh.
1: It's just a lot of information, so I just need to make notes as we go. Thank
0: really, you. all you have to do is kind
1: of like. Just, no, but just, I love
0: it. All right. Yeah, cool. I'm good. This is yeah. yeah. There's no test. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I just want to be able to communicate with you.
0: Yeah. Cool. properly. Yeah. No, so I'm I don't want to. Sometimes, muck like, up the I, yeah. Info. Sometimes when Esther's telling me a story, I'll I'll write questions for later. Yeah. Mm.